the thing that I learned from this, I did not know eat it came before beat it beat it i know i i was blown away i i didn't, I didn't that know either. that was a completely original i had to look song. it up i didn't believe it welcome to a cast with no name we're your hosts i'm jay and i'm matt this is episode 32. This episode will be discussing Weird, the Al Yankovic story that is currently streaming and always probably going to be streaming on the Roku channel. Uh, but first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes, write to our email, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. Uh, link and email addresses in the description of the episode. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Weird out weird colon the Al Yankovic story mm-hmm. uh, started streaming November 4th, 2022. And to give you a quick rundown, if I can pull it up here, directed by Eric Appel, and uh, it explores every facet of Yankovic's life from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously deprived, depraved lifestyle. Uh, right. What were your first impressions, Jay? Uh, first impressions, I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been, not always, I, I always enjoyed Weird Al music. Right. Um, I think most of us did. Yeah. And kids, right? Yeah. It was fun. Um, he, uh, surprisingly, he did like a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of family friendly stuff. Um, yeah. and, uh, his humor is weird. It's, it's more offbeat and everything like that. Kind of reminiscent of like mad magazine and, uh, just some of the quirkiness and all that stuff. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I recommend if you're a fan of his music, I recommend watching this movie. Um, I think anyone who enjoys his music uh, would be entertained by it. Um, I think there, uh, you had mentioned that there are a couple of parts in the movie where it kind of gets stale, but I feel like it um, it shows it's very true mm-hmm. uh, for him, and uh, I. Th- think uh, the directing's i think <clears throat> well done i haven't seen anything else by eric Pell. um i haven't either and he's fairly new yeah and because i think he did a short uh kind of documentary uh for weird al about 12 years ago um and uh this is just a longer form of that um but yeah i mean if if you're a fan of uh weird al you're a fan of his music i think you'll be entertained by this movie and i think it's uh it's as I said before, very true to him and um, well done, done enough. Um, it's not. I don't think it's that long. I think it's like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, not long at all. Um, which, I mean, it didn't have that long of a life, but it's a pretty good. Uh, didn't drag. Yeah. No. Um, no, I agree. I I enjoyed it as well. I thought the performances were great. I thought Daniel Radcliffe was was awesome. So it was Evan Rachel Wood. Mm-hmm. Rain Wilson was good. Um, you know, if you like biopics, I would recommend it too. That you know, like I said, it it kind of dragged in places, but 
<clears throat> that's just because I've seen it a thousand times in other biopic movies, like the the scenes where you know they go into alcohol and yeah. or drugs or whatever the case may be. There's a downfall, and then mm-hmm. there's the eventual rise, and you get the origin stories of how a, a song or a movie or whatever uh, that they're known for how it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, this this movie did that well. It kind of like a, yeah, it touches on the same beats. A lot of like Bohemian biopics. Rhapsody or like uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And which it's, I mean, that's why they say it's a tale as old as time. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it seems like everyone that kind of hits that level of fame uh, experiences a lot of the same things, especially in Hollywood or in the music industry, um, while others are able to rise above and overcome it. Sadly, some are mm-hmm. tragically taken too early. So, um but no, I, I think the acting was uh, really well done. Uh, the music, um, great. I think they used the top hits. Yeah, they use. I mean, they they got all of his hits in there. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe did not sing. No. Uh, in this, they used recordings of mm-hmm. Al Yankovic. So, uh, which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, but no, I I I I, I recommend it. Yeah, so. they did the same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody. Like mm-hmm. Rami Malek wasn't singing. It was. Yeah. Yeah, Freddie yep. Mercury. So yeah, which yeah, no one can sing like Freddie Mercury. Right. So they don't have Jamie Fox who can sing like Ray Lu- Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah, so, yeah. Take money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Before we get into spoilers, I I I, I would recommend it. It's on the Roku channel. It's mm-hmm. free. Uh, you'll get a couple of ads here and there, but um, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, for, it's a, for a free movie, it's good. It's good watch. Good um, uh. Yeah, it's a good time. Worth your time, yeah. Yeah. So, spoilers. Yes. The um I like how because Al one of one of the things I liked about the main thing that I liked about this movie is um Weird Al loved using humor. And the fact I I enjoyed how they were able to balance the humor and then the hardships that he had in his life mm-hmm. um for example i mean i didn't know his family i i, I never i never knew that his family wasn't supportive, supportive. Yeah. yeah and the fact that they were just so mean to him um, yeah like what uh they, they had a conversation when he was eating dinner when he was a child and i think this is um he had he had written a lyric or he, he sang a song and changed the words to it. And he thought it was funny. And his parents were just, I mean, they literally flat out told him, we want you to stop being who you are. Right. And go work at the factory. Right. Um, which it, it's tough for any kid to, I mean, hear something like that. Hear something like that. Be uninspired. Yeah. And, and then the fact, and then another scene, uh, which you kind of had that awkward comedy in there, which I think the director balanced very, very well. But uh, when you had the traveling salesman mm-hmm. uh, s- that sold the accordion to, uh, I guess, Al's mother. But when the father <clears throat> found out um, how they were able to balance the humor with the horrible thing that his father did by collapsing the salesman's. I mean, he just beat him up, mm-hmm. um, which... I don't know. I mean, I'm torn on if he had a right to do that or not. I mean, he was in the house. He it was. 
it was against his wishes for what he wanted for his son. So, I mean, I can, as a father, I can understand that kind of action. Um, but afterwards, uh, after the father had left the room, uh, you could kind of hear him gurgling up blood, which was, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Yeah, and a little bit. Like him and Thomas Lennon saying, oh, I, I have a collapsed lung. I mean, it undercuts the seriousness of it, keeps it lighthearted, yeah. which I think the director did a very good job, especially when it kind of dove into the more toward things that happened in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I, that, that's what I enjoyed most about it, to where it wasn't afraid to touch on the salty things that happened to him, but it was also uh, able to lift it up a little bit in humor. So that way you're always having a good time. Yeah. And I think his dad, obviously he was projecting cause he wasn't happy with his life. He was at a dead end job at the factory and it's that old trope to where, you know, misery loves company and he's mm-hmm. kind of taking it out on his son. Um, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, who played his dad, by the way? Got it. He's in so many things. Yeah, so his father uh, uh, was played by Toby Huss. Toby Huss. Yeah. He's been a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's one of those actors where you're like, I know him. I've yeah. seen him from somewhere. But he was great in it. Yeah. Um, he was very good. Uh, Julian Nicholson. Uh, oh, yeah. Played his mother. Um, but the, uh, the star of the film, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, I think encapsulated very well the larger than life figure that weird Mm -hmm. al was um and i think he brought his quirkiness to screen he did a uh i think he did a pretty good job i I think he balanced it well with uh his kind of innocence at the beginning because daniel rack and you know him as harry potter mm -hmm. he can he can act the innocent part very well and then when he kind of goes down the spiral of addiction and all that stuff mm-hmm. later on and his, you know, his relationships that don't work out, he uh, manifests being like uh, angry and tortured very well. Yeah. He's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he definitely explained, uh, displayed, uh, yeah, the torment that he experienced mm-hmm. earlier on in life. He did that very, very well. Um, <clears throat> one of the things, like... The thing that I learned from this, I did not know Eat It came before... Beat It. Beat It. I know. I I was blown away. I, I didn't, I didn't that know either. that was a completely original I had to look song. it up. I didn't believe it. I know. There um, you go. Yeah, that's one of the things I learned. Uh, and also, uh, I mean, I should have known because uh, I didn't know Coolio. First of all, Amish Paradise... I didn't know Weird Al's father had written that. Yeah, I know. I I thought it was, I thought it was just another one of Weird Al's songs, but I I like that aspect to where, uh, once him and his father reconciled and they reconnect, yeah. And they reconnect that he was able to kind of, uh, so like kind of lift up his dad a little bit, not so much to thank him at the award show, um, at the end, which I think is deserved because Mm -hmm. I mean, it was kind of a shit to him. Yeah, most of his childhood, but he was able to turn that into a hit. And I, I should have put two and two together because uh, listeners back in the 90s, you had a lot of hip hop artists resampling uh, previous old songs. old songs for new content. So you had uh, Vanilla Ice sampling. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck me. Uh, David Under Bo- Pressure. Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen. You had... Uh, MC Hammer sampling uh, 
uh, Rick James. Yeah, you had uh, Puff Daddy sampling Everything. everybody. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I did not know. Usually, like, I mean, you still have pop stars like uh, sampling uh, yeah, yeah. older music today. Um, but no, I I did not. Um, yeah, I mean, I was. So, I mean, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together for Coolio resampling. Amish Paradise that came yeah. out, I think it was almost 10 years prior. Yeah, I know. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I was shocked by that. And his, the more you know. Yeah, the the influence that he had on um, other artists. I mean, I was aware of the Yankovic bump. Yeah. Um, I was aware of that. I mean, similar to what Wayne's World did with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody kind of put it back up on the charts. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then I, I, w- I was shocked. I did, I did not know he was so young when he died. When he died, I mean, yeah. it was like a five year span that he was able to put out all those hits. Mm-hmm. And um, but I wonder how old he was because I, I wonder if he was part of the Twenty Seven Club, like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and Jimmy yeah, Morrison I was just gonna say stuff. that. Yeah, the um, typical. Flash like a you know shooting star and then you're out yeah and it's gone flash in the pan and then yeah yeah done um <clears throat> the I and I did appreciate the director using influences from other so uh, when Weird Al was arrested for indecent exposure which be, I mean the 80s must have been weird because I mean popping out an accordion like that I mean you had I mean back in, even when he was a child. Uh, the polka parties must have been some I know. subculture thing I've never even heard of. I tried to do research on it. I couldn't find anything. Like, I wonder if that's how underground it was. I think to so. To where like that kind of scene was just that much frowned upon, which I can understand why his parents would be that pissed then that he was kind of in that crowd. Um, but yeah, when he busted out his accordion on stage and then immediately arrested, that the mimicked. Uh, the doors, Oliver Stone's mm-hmm. the doors. Um, yeah, that scene in particular. That scene when he's yelling at the audience, and, yeah, um, all that, and you can kind of just see his rock bottom mm-hmm. uh, self. Um, but I liked how he kind of pulled inspiration from that film, and also uh, Boogie Nights, another biopic about the '70s porn star Dirk Diggler. Yeah, um, at the pool party when uh, Doctor Demento. Uh, takes him and introduces to everybody. All and, the celebrities? Yeah, all the celebrities. and uh, Very reminiscent of the pool scene and uh, Boogie Nights as well. Yeah. Um, so I like how he wasn't afraid to take inspiration from other previous films that obviously he was affected by yeah. and uh, enjoyed, I'm sure. I always like those scenes where... Most biopics have that scene where uh, people realize that there's something here that they didn't see before. Like I think of like uh, I don't, I'm going to keep referencing Bohemian Rhapsody because it's the most recent one I can think of to where Freddie Mercury is uh, auditioning for the band mm-hmm. and he just belts out something yeah. uh, in, in like the parking lot and then the bandmates are like wow you can really sing mm-hmm. and then when he's doing it at the pool party to uh, uh, oh it was Wolfman Jack yeah and uh, he says we'll sing something yep. And then he starts singing, another one rides the bus, and then everyone's like en- enamored with, like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, the fact that, and and I wonder because I, 
like most biopics, they probably take some liberties, but sure. I wonder if that actually happened yeah. where if, like he thought of it right on the spot yep. or if it was something he was already kind of working on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, if he freestyled that, then that's, I mean, that pretty just shows this genius. Yeah. But, um, another thing I liked about the movie is how they had, uh, all these cameos because obviously Al was influential to a lot of people, how they got cameos for people to play other parts in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Black as Wolfman Jack. Yeah, and, you had Conan O'Brien as uh Andy uh, Warhol. Andy Warhol, yeah. Um and you had Jorma uh from Lonely Island to as com- Pee Wee Herman, yeah. As Pee Wee Herman. Um and yeah, you had a lot of you could you could see a lot of the people that that with such a short life, how many people even now he's influenced? Yeah, um, just with his music and uh, his comedy. Um, Do you remember him dating Madonna? I heard about it, but I just don't remember the details of it very well. I, well, I mean, he died in '85. I was like two. Yeah, at the time. So, I mean, everything that I've heard from, a, like, learned from it, has either been rumors or, um, or something like that. I did not. Uh, I didn't know it was as deep as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I kn- I know he did like a surgeon, obviously, but um, and I know she had asked for it. Um, I was not aware of how how deep they were together. Right. Um, that <clears throat> that kind of shocked me because I think back. I mean, she was like the it girl back then. Oh yeah, back e- then. easily. And and not to slam on Weird Al or anything. Um, but he was kind of a nerdy guy and, um, the fact that he was able to land that, Mm -hmm. um, which what I don't understand, you had, you had the me too movement in 2018. You have these deeds coming back that actors have done like back in the eighties, like Dustin Hoffman and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to where people were, um, kind of shaming these actors for. No one said shit about Madonna. Like that, that kind of fucking irritates me. The fact, yeah. I mean, she was on Carpool Karaoke like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. Like the fact that I, I don't know, uh, but Roman Polanski was yeah, getting yeah. Oscars up until whatever the pianist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, two thousand two. So, yeah, yeah, and so I mean, it doesn't surprise me, uh, but I do think it's a little bit of a double standard. Um, now, whether she actually made the call or not i don't know if that's like a liberty that the movie took yeah i don't know either and because i would think if they knew for sure that she ordered the hit mm-hmm. then she would be arrested yeah um but, but you don't know i think that's the point maybe there is some liberty there yeah and and i mean yeah it's a movie i mean it takes um maybe you can I, take that liberty now because madonna isn't as as huge as yeah huge because i mean that's what happened with weinstein is that once he once he started to fall as far as like not winning as many Oscars mm-hmm. and his power in Hollywood was starting to subside. And that's when the me too movement started and they released the story and they were able to do that because <laughs> he didn't have that power. So maybe, I don't maybe we'll see something in the future. Yeah. Who knows? And that's one thing I was hoping that maybe they would have dove a little deeper into. Um, Cause you know, you, you, you always hear rumors about that, about, you know, the hit and all that stuff. And, I didn't really clarify any of that stuff, but uh, 
I, they addressed it, which is nice. They yeah. spent most of the, the most of the movie on just Al himself mm-hmm. leading up to that point, which is good. I did not know. I mean, I, I enjoyed his movie. I never really looked at his life, like looked up his life or anything. Yeah, I didn't know he was shot. Yeah, I like in an award show too. Like, it's, yeah, I didn't know. It was, I forgot it was at the award show. Um, the uh, I was shocked by that, and I mean, because I I like some older music, but I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not I'm not big into music. Um so that that was a little shocking. Uh one thing I wish they would have dug in deeper and that kind of felt like it came out of nowhere uh was his fighting ability. Um at the diner, I mean, not that it's not believable, but I feel like it would have touched on it at some point like where did he learn that? Was it the Yeah. Like, I mean, was it lessons? Was it just like instinct? I mean, because that's some pretty phenomenal skill. Um, but I don't know if, I mean, like if he was involved in the polka scene, did did he learn it then? Um, or was he like, tra- I mean, did he take, I mean, I, I'd just like to know where those skills came from. And I, th- and I feel like that would, as, as far as a life story of somebody, that's something that, I feel like should have been addressed or at least kind of referenced just from a filmmaking standpoint to where, where did, where did he learn that? I mean, did, did he learn it from his father? Because his father was a pretty adept fighter with the salesman. I don't know that. I I just feel like that, that should have been expanded on just a little bit. Um, And I think that, that was the only jarring thing because it was abrupt. Um, I thought they were going to explain it. um, But, I, I do think it's phenomenal. Maybe they didn't need to because his life up to that point was pretty rough. I mean, I don't know. Is it Maybe common knowledge? It. I mean, it could it, be. Probably was, but um, I think they could get away with it in this movie because up to that point, he saw the hardships that he went through. Maybe he was, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of it's something. Maybe he picked up throughout his life mm-hmm. with the the crowd he was hanging out with. Yeah, make the parallel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you don't need to stretch your. Like, yeah, brain too far. Yeah, we don't need to have a montage of him, him training, training at, the, yeah, at that, the gym with the. It would be out of place. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. But yeah, I think that was that was the only thing that that really kind of stood out to me that. Um. They didn't touch on too much. Yeah, I, I was just kind of like I, I didn't know that about yeah. him, but I was it a big part of his life? Was it something that he grew up doing or enjoyed and yeah stuff like that? But yeah. Um. Well, he really didn't sing about it too much, so. Yeah. The, yeah, it was mainly about food, but. That's right. Um, And then, but yeah, the recording of the songs. Yeah, that, uh, those well, are good the scenes. the recording of the song in the, in the public bathroom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And. Um, I knew about that. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Um, yeah, I knew, I knew he got his accordion from a traveling salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know. Uh, the violence that his dad incurred on him. Yeah. Uh, on that, um, I I just never read that, and I tried to, and I think that Yankovic Estate must keep a pretty tight rep. Because I mean, because from the public eye, he has a pretty clean persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's not like a Michael Jackson to where his dirty laundry is like very public, very public documentaries. Like I feel like the Yankovic estate probably keeps it play pretty close to the chest. Obviously, yeah. Because yeah, I tried to look up 
stuff on his parent and like I try to look up stuff on his parents trying to look up um some of the things that happened in this film to try and like kind of dive deeper because they touch on a lot of very interesting things I mean he goes to Mexico or something and yeah Esco yeah I didn't know he had a hand in that yeah um I tried to look up shit on that that can't find anything try to look up shit on uh like more information like how bad his parents were or like what factory that uh, his father worked at? Nothing, N- nothing, nothing on that. Yeah. So big goose egg. I think there's a lot of PR, probably mm-hmm. behind the scenes, working overtime. Like probably the same PR as Bob Ross or yeah, well, you got or an whatever. Ima- right, you got an image to maintain. Yeah. So um, because I imagine, I mean, I imagine his music is still, um, uh, I mean, still selling records. So people are still listening to it. They made a biopic. So yeah. Obviously, the fan base is still growing or still. Yeah, I, I thought the, uh, yeah, those scenes you're talking about with, with Escobar, Arturo Castro, he was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do a movie about Pablo Escobar alone. I think every time he pops up in a movie, especially in the 80s, he was very, you know, he was the drug guy. Yeah, cause so I think they referenced him once in Blow. Hmm. Um, and... I but you never you never saw any any direct connection with him at all. Correct. But we're you know Al was so big that it makes sense that he could. I mean, they all establish relationships yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's not too far fetched because I mean he was I mean, Escobar was it in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Uh, but but yeah, I mean I thought it was. The only negatives I have on the movie are some some sometimes the. The, the tropes of a typical biopic kind of shine through a little too much. Mm-hmm. Just the typical rise, fall, because of, you know, drug, alcohol, whatever, abuse. Yeah. And then the eventual rise again. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those familiar beats are there. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing you've seen before. But uh, I think it overcomes it because Al is such a unique figure that it kind of uh, glosses over those flaws. It makes it more interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it was, I was a little saddened by. I get. I always had the super clean image of him, mm-hmm. um, so I was a little taken aback by some of the, I guess, more lewd things that he did and mm-hmm. shit like that. Uh, I definitely. <laughs> well, of course, I wasn't much of a fan of Madonna, but I definitely didn't. Not a fan of her now. Yeah, definitely not a fan of her now. Yeah. Um, the way she treated him, again, the way she treated him could be exaggerate for exaggerated effect. I mean, yeah. you got to have. I, I'm wondering what. I, I kind of half wonder what the biopic isn't saying, because if you have a PR team that's good enough to hide the shit off the internet of his parents and the love affair and mm-hmm. everything else like that, but they let a biopic get made. If they let that happen, but what, like, okay, yeah, you can you can touch on this stuff, but you're not touching on this. Like, mm-hmm. is there worse things, more worse things out there? Like, what else was Al involved in? Mm. Um, are they telling the full story? Yeah, are they telling the full story? Um, and, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I thought I knew him before this movie, and the amount of stuff that I've learned... Um, you I mean, just have more questions. Yeah, I have more questions. Um, 
that's the only thing. But you, I mean, you get that. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was mm-hmm. changed and yeah, skewed and stuff to where for dramatic effect. Yeah, for dramatic yeah. effect. Like before they go on Live Aid, he tells his band members, "Oh, I have AIDS." Well, that didn't really happen. He didn't right. know about it until after Live Aid. Yeah, but it makes for a better movie. Right. So I'd I'd be interested to see what they held back on mm-hmm. um, for the. Uh, to achieve an effect for a better movie. Or what or they embellish w- on. What they embellish on a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I think, uh, I think it was pretty good. Uh, Rain Wilson is uh, Dr. Demento. I yeah. think did, did a pretty good job. Um, I mean, it's tough, like, for actors like Daniel Radcliffe and Rain Wilson, uh, when I, f- I think of Harry Potter and I think of Dwight Schrute. Right. Um, it's tough for to make the leak of like a dramatic role yeah, that Rain's trying to play. There's which I think Daniel Radcliffe's accent was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Rain Wilson did a pretty good job. There's some scenes in there that I was like, feels like Dwight. Kind yeah. of like it reminded me of uh, Jack Black in King Kong, where he plays. He's playing that dramatic role. Yeah. But then Jack Black kind of just flashes out a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. But it didn't, like, mm-hmm. didn't distract from the movie at all. Yeah. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, I think, did a great job. Oh, she was awesome. Um, And I don't know if that's just because she's never been an iconic character before. I mean, she's been, she's in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I didn't see her in that. I saw Madonna. Madonna. Um, so I thought she did a good job uh, in that role. Um, Thomas Lennon, I always see Thomas Lennon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, well, he wasn't in it for very long, so. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up as a, a doctor for yeah. a cameo. Well. After the. Uh, the overdose. What, yeah. Was it a car crash? Hmm. I thought it was an overdose. Well, I thought he was. Yeah, he was driving in the car. Mm-hmm. And which miracle he survived that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think he had OD or yeah. Cause he was trying to light a cigarette. That's right. And he was drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. which yeah, lucky, uh, be able to do a couple more songs after that, but it's a pretty, pretty gnarly, uh, ER scene there. Yeah. 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 When he was flatlined. Yeah. Yeah. And they were about ready to call it. Um, yeah, that was an intense, intense scene. Yeah, which I mean, I I could see why they made a movie about his life. I mean, it was very he he did have a very interesting life, more interesting than what I thought mm-hmm. um, initially going into this. Um, which the trailer piqued my interest just because. Um, I mean, I always thought of him as being wholesome. I didn't know uh, all the strife and debauchery yeah i mean it was i i was just kind of shocked by it but. yeah <clears throat> uh but yeah I can well it see, makes for a good movie yeah it does make for a good movie so um looking i'm trying to think notes. of any other negatives i i can't it, it's a very solid really good mo- i liked it actually better than elvis i saw elvis later this or earlier this year yeah that was a very good movie i think i like this one better okay um d- d- just d- because i, I I wasn't a giant Elvis fan mm-hmm. as much as I am a, as a you know Al Yankovic fan. So mm-hmm. I mean, I just like him more, and I'm more interested in that story than I am in Elvis's story. Yeah, 
Well, that, I mean... And I thought the musical <clears throat> scenes in this movie were on par with mm-hmm. with that movie. Yeah, and I, I think probably, probably what causes that... I mean, Elvis was before, like yeah. way before us. That's another That's another thing about this movie that you didn't <clears throat> talk about, is just the musical performances in it are well done, well produced. Yeah, even though Daniel good. Radcliffe is lip syncing, yeah. uh, because they, respectfully, they did use Weird Al's recordings mm-hmm. for this which i think is good i mean just like bohemian rhapsody you're yeah. not going to be able to sing like freddie mercury mm-hmm. um <clears throat> uh but yeah the musical performances uh i think the especially the percussion when they're in the uh public restroom mm-hmm. and when uh they're at the pool party and he, the uh the drummer starts hitting the accordion case for the percussion um i think all right whiplash yeah all right i think it's like right up there with whiplash i mean just well, how do you make it sound so powerful yeah i mean the the sound design and the sound editing are very good oh yeah, yeah. i mean the sound i mean it's sharp you have a nice quick mm-hmm. attacks uh, especially with the percussion um the dynamic range of the accordion i know uh daniel radcliffe he stated that he learned a little bit of the like he learned enough accordion to, to be able to it. do it in camera yeah yeah to where it kind of looked like makes sense yeah um i'd be interested to see who they actually got to play the accordion or if it was just a part of but it sounded like the accordion was being played on the set on the set yeah and uh but yeah the range of the accordion and all that music coming together. Um, sounded great. I thought it sounded fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that's one thing I think will be overlooked in this movie. Because it's done so well, you don't notice the genius of it with the sound editing and how the filmmakers were able to make it come all together. Yeah. I yeah, that's one surprising thing. I didn't expect... the. Because you need in a music biopic, you need the performance, like the music numbers or whatever set pieces in the movie to like kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. This definitely did that. I would I would argue better than Elvis yeah. this year. Okay, I I, I I haven't I, seen Bohemian Rhapsody in a while. It might I haven't seen it Elvis might be better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. It was okay. Oh really? Not a big fan. No. No. I mean it. It was fine. I'm. I am typically not a fan of music biopics i liked great balls of fire just because it came out when i was younger mm-hmm. and i just watched it a lot when i was a kid um i think the other uh I'm trying to think ray i honestly wasn't a fan of i mean uh, jamie fox did a pretty good job but <laughs> he did a pretty good job i don't, I don't know <laughs> he's awesome the, <laughs> but he's a singer so and he can yeah. sing it's like Ariana Grande can sing like mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and all these yeah. others because it's imitating. Mm-hmm. And that like some of the Oscar bait movies to where when people portray somebody, especially if they've been around during recording mm-hmm. to where they could see someone on film or on video and they can get their mannerisms. I feel like it's just impersonating. Oh, okay. As opposed you thought to it was an impersonation. Correct. To okay. where I feel like Daniel Radcliffe, at least in an effort, 
almost made it feel like he made Weird Al his own character mm-hmm. when he performed him. Yeah. Um, there was there was glimpses of, of Al of Al and Daniel Radcliffe's, but it was different enough to where he kind of made it his own. Okay. Which I think you need to do to be able to tell the story that you want to tell. Right. Uh, sometimes, but instances like Ray or um, I'm trying to think of another I didn't think the it wasn't a music biopic but it was when an actor won another Oscar for somebody that was around oh uh uh Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote oh Capote and I'm like it's an imitation imitation yeah 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 I mean I don't know it's it's Oscar bait shit and it's 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 fine I guess but I feel like it's just an imitation yeah um fair enough but you felt like Daniel Radcliffe wasn't doing an imitation of Al so much as kind of channeling him. No. Um, and I think he he did a good job because at the earlier part of the movie, his more innocent side, mm-hmm. I felt like he was kind of doing an Al impersonation, which I think worked, especially since he knew that Al did these things later on. He needed to differentiate. So maybe his more... Because Al always... Al Yankovic to me always felt very innocent, just mm-hmm. more family friendly and everything else. Um, I wasn't aware of the other side of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that what Daniel may have chosen, probably the director, probably under the direction too, was use Al's public persona as his innocence. And as you become more famous, um, then you delve into your character of Al because at that point it's no longer an imitation. You're interpreting what you imagine because I mean, it happened, but no one saw it. So that is the point to where your acting ability would take shape gotcha. as opposed to just doing a straight impersonation all the way through like Jamie Foxx and Ray. Gotcha. Okay. That makes um, sense. I'll buy it. I don't think, I mean, obviously this movie is not going to win awards. I mean, I I don't I think um, you don't think so. I think it'll be nominated. Okay. Uh, like I get sound editing. Um, maybe song. Okay. Um, yeah. but it, it hasn't been released in theater, so I don't think it could be up for Academy. Oh, Awards. that's right. Yeah. Um, it's got to be. Yep. Yeah. So a certain amount of theaters or yeah, whatever. And I don't think Roku released it. No. Nope. Um. So, but I do think maybe I don't even know if Rain Wilson, but Toby Toby Huss. Toby Huss is good, and I thought Julian Nicholson. Yeah, Julian Nicholson, I could see. Yeah, um, yeah, but now Daniel Radcliffe, I think, I think he did a good job. Um, He carried the movie. He did for sure. Um, sad. Yeah. Do you get sad like at these kind of movies normally? Well. I don't know. Did I, you set a, did you set a an Indian tear in there? Uh, I I almost did during his acceptance speech uh, about being weird and taking um, his dad and all that stuff. Well, it, it was about um, if you're weird, be weird, mm-hmm. be yourself in life, and do what you want in life mm-hmm. because that's the only way you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't look up his his acceptance speech for that but it felt like something that weird al would say mm-hmm. um i like that uh it, it was a nice 
innocent but true statement to end the film on. Yep. And I think it I think it capped it off. <clears throat> uh, a nice emotional bookend. A little emotional bookend. I mean, I didn't tear up or anything just mm-hmm. because I think they play up the comedy so much that it's hard to hit the emotional beats. Mm-hmm. And you want to end it on a high note, uh, which is tough to do, especially with him past, I mean, just getting assassinated yeah. at the end. Um, but, um, but no, I mean, it almost had me there. Maybe that didn't land. So yeah, well, I liked how after that the movie ends, and then they have that nice picture montage of his life and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And yeah, and uh, yeah, because you could see his yeah, they had him growing up mm-hmm. and his childhood, and then uh, yeah, him and with Madonna and all that. And just yeah, I mean. It was it was good. It was good. Um, yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a Roku Channel movie. I know. I'm surprised a, a different studio didn't pick, pick it, it up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, or Netflix, or I mean, something. something. I mean, Netflix is giving out money hand over fist. So yeah. Why not? Um, it was only made for eight million dollars. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It was it was shot in uh it was like twenty days. I think so, yeah. Or was it eighteen days? Um mm-hmm. hold on one second. Yeah, eight million dollars over yeah. eighteen days. Eighteen days. Yeah. That is quick. That is quick. Guerrilla filmmaking. Nice. Well you got eight million dollars. You got a strict schedule to to stick to. Yeah. Yeah. Well I recommend it. I recommend it too. I thought it was great. It's a good watch. It is a good watch. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's sad when people like that that had such a positive impact. I mean, obviously everyone deals with their own demons, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a good watch. You can kind of get a full story of the the person. Yep. Um, Missy Al. Yep. Not gonna lie, after the after watching this movie, you know how you always go through like the uh, old playlist of stuff, mm-hmm. and you just start listening to old, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And and, and the fact, like a weird all kick. The, I mean, and it's amazing, like the talent of somebody like that, because that he's still influencing music today, mm-hmm. to where because what he had uh, he did a song, uh, white and nerdy. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that inspired the 2010 hit, um, riding dirty, riding dirty. I mean, and the fact that he's inspiring, like just a range of genres. I mean, it's amazing that one person, um, can do that. Yeah. What was that? Uh, what was the most recent one? Oh yeah. Hacky inspired. Uh, what's that? The Pharrell hit happy. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. I mean, that song came out, what, five years ago? Oh, that was not a, that long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what movie was that for? Wasn't wasn't Minions? Happy? Was it? Minions? I think so. Yeah, it's Pharrell Williams. He did like the Happy. I feel like Happy's older than that. Wasn't it like Sing or not Happy Feet or something? No, 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 no. no. Not that no. I'm looking it up. All right. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. Stuff stuff that people don't realize. He's still. Yeah, he's still like people, people are still sampling his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Despicable Me too. Yeah. I was wrong about the year. It was 2013. So. Oh, okay. But, Anywho. But yeah, I recommend it. I um, do too. I think it's good. Oh, they'll probably win a couple Emmys. It's one of those weird tone movies, you know? Yeah. But it but it balances it very well. It does. So, cool. Well, anything else on uh, 
Weird Al? No, I recommend it. I, it might actually be on my top five at the end of the year. It just depends. I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. I did like it a lot. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it'll be on my top five. Just I'm not a I'm just not a big music person. Yeah. Um, but I I mean I think it's it's pretty solid. Yep. Action is great. Um. Yep. Yeah, the action choreography. I mean, um. Yeah. I mean, was, I mean, this movie just has so many different uh, tones and mm-hmm. you know, balance like you said balances the drama with the comedy, and then you get some pretty cool action like a pretty solid action set piece in there it's it's good mm-hmm. uh, but no it was unexpected coming out of a roku channel i like it yeah uh i think it's a it's a good statement piece mm-hmm. it's like we're here and we're serious that's right so welcome roku welcome join the other 1500 i know streaming companies so but yeah recommend it good movie um yeah you have anything else jay uh i do not all righty join us next time for our thanksgiving special Ooh, yeah sounds intriguing Ooh, it is so uh where we will be discussing movies we like to see around thanksgiving yeah and maybe we'll dive deep in any of them maybe we won't maybe it'll probably be a random rando episode but that's right it's tough to do a top five thanksgiving yeah there's not a lot of thanksgiving movies and um it's tough to correlate a theme a top five theme to that so but but yeah we both have movies that we tend to like to watch around thanksgiving because it's not not yet christmas and halloween's Mm -hmm. already passed so that's right um but uh but yeah so join us for that episode uh Mm -hmm. hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening thank you Um, uh, again, if you want to comment or shoot us an email, anything, uh, website's in the description of the episode. Uh, but yeah, next week, Thanksgiving special. Till next time, Jay. Till next time, Matt.